Hi, I'm Kylie Saunders, the host of the Tribes That Thrive podcast series. Join me as I sit down with some special guests, of course, all interesting people, to discuss the top five priorities that impact HR and leadership, all with a bent on wellness. Don't forget to like and subscribe, and please don't miss the show. Uh, There'll be lots of juicy bits in there for you. See you soon. Hello, I'm Kylie, and I'm so excited to be here today with our Tribes That Thrive event and podcast series. And today we're podcasting with Tal Roseby, and I'm just so delighted to have you in the studio with me today, Tal. Thank you for having Um, me. I know this is all a bit of a, you know, feel feel frenzy in terms of, like, difference in terms of what we're doing today, but... um, Today we're talking about the top five priorities for HR leaders and business owners and leaders and interestingly the the number one um, priority is around leader and manager effectiveness and it's, you know, number one because 60% of business owners are focused in this area and I just find that absolutely um, fascinating uh, and, and particularly because, you know, most would say that their leadership development and approach does not prepare um, their leaders for the future of work. Like there's been so many changes to the way that we've been approaching our work over the years and particularly through coming through COVID. So, Tal, you are, have had um, quite an amazing background, a decade in the care and health sector and, right. you know, in business prior to that. Um, but just an intro, tell me a bit about you and the businesses that you run today. Yep. Uh, thank you uh, for having me. I really appreciate it. It's a pleasure. It. Uh, so um, I've been in the uh, uh, healthcare industry uh, only for about just over a decade. Uh, so I started in a, um, a business in the uh, in-home care space where we look after people uh, in their own homes um, and following from that started a business called Daily Care um, which is a technology platform uh, that unifies the whole care ecosystem. It's a complex business, but it's a, it's a good one. And really fascinating in terms of the work that you're going to achieve um, in that environment. So thank you so much for joining us today, Tal. Um, it's been no secret that the health and aged care sector has been through a lot of change um, over the last few years and has really been the back ba- backbone of our economy through COVID in terms of being thrown into a global pandemic and, you know, caring for patients um, in an environment that no one had any clue about. But also with ageing populations and being able to deal with the transition, I suppose, to in-home care and and not, um, you know, overpopulating our hospitals over time. Like there's been a lot of change and evolution in this sector, hasn't there? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, COVID really highlighted it. Um, I think it was always it was always there. Yes. Um, but it's really put a uh, put a microscope um, on it, um, and uh, I think that's a really positive thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, how's the team fared over this time? Like, what have you observed in terms of, I guess, on the job performance, but also how your leaders and managers have fared during this pretty challenging time that we've been in? Uh, I'm going to answer that uh, in maybe a different way, if that's okay. Of um, and I think, um, I, I think uh, through my journey um, as a as a founder um, of a business, you know, where you had one employee, which is yourself, and you're doing everything from uh, cold calls to marketing to account management to collecting dollars, whatever it is. Yes. Um, 
And then eventually you have to employ somebody and then you employ a, a second person and a third person and a fourth person and then all of a sudden you've got a, an enterprise or you've got a, a business where you actually have to start to lead. Yes. And that's a, that's a, um, a mind shift and a, and a transition um, that I think all founders have to go through. Um, and then you have to inspire people and you have to have a clear vision um, and a roadmap. And you know, I, I didn't necessarily know how to do that. I know, it's, it is. Um, business evolves and, yeah, you're right. There's, like, lots of different things that come at us on a day-to-day yep. perspective and we have to pivot and, you know, adjust our yep. expectations in terms of delivering the services that we first set out to do. Absolutely. And then, obviously, the team that is doing that work is, is greatly impacted along the way. So when you got to a place of actually bringing leaders into the business mm. – what, what, what did you identify as being the, the number one thing that you had to focus on? Um, again, it's, it's really about in, you know, inspiration, yeah. um, having a clear uh, vision of where you're going as an organisation. Um, I've been really lucky and fortunate, I think, in the way that um, you know, I've had a, a, a great team um, around, you really a, have. around me. Uh, uh, and you know, and hopefully I'm able to support them. I mean, everything that they want to do in life as well. Yes. Um, you know, I didn't get it right all of the time, but in the main, I did. Um, and I think one of the things that I really needed to do, um, again, as a as a as somebody coming from a uh, a person that just had you know, that it was themselves, um, is that you needed to learn how to trust. Yeah. Yeah. You've been doing things always self for a really long time, so trust was was really key. Um, uh, that was the first thing that I had to I had to learn. And in terms of you know, I guess in home care, there's been you know a lot of progression in this space over the last few years. Um, what support do do you have to be able to provide? People that effectively are remote workforces, they're going into other people's homes. They don't have a, a, a single location to show up in every day. They don't have people on the ground or, you know, those support networks around them because their their environment literally changes, you know, every time they go into a different um, person's home. So yeah. what sort of support mechanisms have you had to, you know, bring in to be able to um, allow those people to be successful and safe? Yeah, and safe uh, is an interesting word, right? Because yeah. safe is not just physically safe; it's emotionally safe, it's mentally safe. Yes. Um, you know, and you're right; the environment changes all of the time for them. So I think, um, you know, and, and safe also to ask questions. You know, when they're yeah, right. when, when they're not feeling um, in a comfortable position, um, you know, to be able to call on the company, uh, to be able to have a buddy system, yes, uh, which is really important, particularly yes. when you've got um, a whole range of, uh, of of different services that you're offering as an organisation. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, and, and obviously those leaders that are in your business, you've got to be able to look after them as, as the fatigue sets in with, you know, the, the intensity of work and, you know, people, you know, potentially being in, in circumstances that aren't um, um, favourable. Yeah, they're yeah. dealing with individuals that might have dementia or you know um, physical disabilities that yep. you know are very challenging environments so how have you how have you been able to support your people in business with some of that Tom? Um, yeah it's it's uh, it's been a um, 
uh, an interesting process, I think, as a, as a business and as you grow as well, you know, when yeah, you've got, absolutely. you know, um, uh, 10 caregivers and, and support workers or you've got, you know, 400 or 1,000, it changes along the journey, right, and how, you, and how you're able to support, um, support those people because at the end of the day, from their perspective, um, they want to be heard, they want to be listened to, um, and, all, and from the customer side of things as well. I mean, they want to feel like they're the only customer you've got. Yes. So uh, being able to, to really wrap your arms around them yes. um, when in a time of need, but also uh, uh, through the onboarding process, yes. through the um, induction process, the training process, all of it. And, and I know you've done some pretty unique things or in pilot phases around, you know, some of the training that you offer your people as well. And what's kind of been the feedback around that or some of the observations you've made so far with some of that training and being able to support individuals with that? Uh, yeah, it's been really exciting actually for us. It's been sort of on the roadmap for a really long period of time. And I think from a... Um, uh, because we see it at a grassroots level, we can see what the where the gaps are. Yes. Um, from a from um, maybe shall I call it traditional training? Yes. Uh, and it's not just about the um, the skills of how to use a hoist or how to do wound management. It's also about the soft skills. You know the so called so soft important. skills, but it's so important. You know yes. how do you engage with with somebody? Yes. Um, when you entering entering into the home. Yes. Um, you know the other the other. Uh, part around it, which is really interesting as well, um, is that we have a lot of, you know, new Australians coming into into the sector. Um, it's needed. Um, and when you're training somebody from a different uh, country uh, with a different culture, with a different way of um, uh, learning, you've yes. got to really adapt to it. And doing it in the, you know, Australian way or the, or the old way. The traditional um, way. The traditional way. It's... Um, yes. It, it needs to it needs to change. Yes, and what has been some of the feedback from your supervisors or managers on the ground with approaching some of that differently? Like, what sort of feedback do they now get? Well, we've just started, yes. so so. We, but with some of the very early feedback is that it's absolutely one hundred percent necessary. Yes, um, and I think you know one of the things that I know that we talked about prior to this um, podcast is around. Um, you know, virtual training yes. versus face-to-face training. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, I think because of COVID, we, we, you know, we, we swung, I think from the care sector anyway, swung too far one way in terms of doing it virtually. I just don't think you can with, um, you know, human-to-human contact, um, being able to be guided and, 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 and educated on how to do something properly. I don't think you can do it virtually. Maybe in follow-ups. Yes. Um, but certainly not when you're learning something brand new. And there has to be a hybrid approach to some of that, doesn't there, you know, and being able to bring people into a real-life circumstance or scenario Mm. rather than just a a textbook and, you know, virtual environment that is potentially not what it feels like or is when they're actually in that real-life environment. We can all read instructions and manuals, but unless we're taught how to do it properly, particularly when you're talking about human beings. Exactly. And um, retention of our people and our managers is also key. Um, What have you seen that is, um, I guess, you know, some of the things that you've had to put in place to actually retain your supervisors and leaders in the business, in both businesses actually, Tal, because they're they're very different businesses even though they're in, you know, a similar environment. What have you seen there? 
Um, I think uh, really some some of the work that we've been doing together, I think, has been has been unbelievable. Um, I think leadership coaching uh, yes. uh, 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 and wrapping your arms around um, the you know, the leaders of the organisation. You know, I've seen it. You know, when you when you um, remove fear, yes, um, and you build trust, yes, um, you know, magic can happen. It's phenomenal. I've, you know, and and you you've know, taken the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> I feel like I'm saying that. Well, it's yeah. you know, I've 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 yeah. seen it firsthand, and and you know, you, when you do that, and you've um, uh, and people are working together with that one vision, and they truly deeply. Um, you know, believe in where the company's going, um, and you remove judgment, and um, you create uh, you know a, a safe environment as, as we mentioned before. Um, watch out because the yeah. business will move fast. It does move incredibly fast, doesn't it? And actually, this is a really interesting point because buy into the overall, I guess, business plan or strategy mm. is quite key to that as well because uh, you know. Who would have thought we would have gone into a pandemic? Like that was just, you know, a, a minute. We blink and our whole world changed. Mm. And when you're in a fast-growing environment with a lot of pressure, you know, you, from a leadership perspective, you have they have to have buy-in along the journey, don't they? Yeah, so, 100%. And you're right, that magic can happen. But is there something that you've done to be – I mean, I know you're a very open and transparent leader yourself and, you know, people come on the journey with you as part of that. But – has that been by design from you, Tal, or have you learned that along the way, or what are you doing that Great you think question. is special? Uh, um, <laughs> well, I mean, I think that you, you, you know, I'm a work in progress, right? So you've, we all you, are. Yeah, so we, our yeah, greatest we all work in progress <laughs> is ourselves. So um, I think that you've always got to, you know, got to be able to stretch yourself and being able to, as the business evolves, and um, you know, I think as a as a whole leadership team, you have to evolve. Um, as you bring more people on, um, as you grow as an organisation, um, as you you know hopefully become more popular as an organisation. Yes, you know it just it's, you have to um, you have to evolve. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess in terms of you know the next steps and you know looking at your organisational structures and what that means from a development perspective, yeah. what do you prioritise in terms of growing your own or you know, finding that talent externally? Like how, how do you approach that in your businesses? I ring you. <laughs> of course, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, yeah, that's part of it. No, really, I mean, you know, I, I think that uh, being able to put that structure in place um, early yes. um, and, and thinking about, you know, having a – I always say, you know, you have a, a, a microscope in one hand but a telescope in the other and, and, and you've got to constantly do that. Um, and, and, and check in and make sure that you've, um, you know, that next phase, that next part of the business plan, the next 12 to 24 months yes. is really well planned out um, yes. from a um, from a uh, HR perspective, from a leadership perspective, uh, from a core values perspective. Yeah. Um, I think that's uh, – I think it's, it's key. And also probably, um, you know, um, lowering the risk for individuals mm. as well. You know, there's a lot of compliance in your sector. Yeah. And I think that can be scary, you know, when you're when you're really trying to attract talent in as to what the obligations are on those individuals and what that can mean for them. So, have you got any insights around how you sort of manage that or attracting? Yeah, um, I you know I, I always <laughs> I always like to do things slightly differently. 
um, to you know maybe the status quo. Um, and I, I do that on, I do that deliberately, and I do it on purpose. So hopefully, that's you know those are the type of things that you can do um, as an organisation um, to attract the best talent. Yeah. Um, and again, of course, you know I mean we've heard it you know uh, for years, and a lot of people are talking about a culture, but it's so 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 important. Yes. I mean, you know, the one if, if I can say you know, the one thing that I've learned um, over my journey is really how do you really really cement an incredible culture? Yes, you know, and and we've all had jobs with you know bad bosses and good bosses and great mentors and yes. and and you learn you know what you really like and yes. then but simultaneously you learn what you don't want. That's as right. well, and I think that that's uh, equally as important. Yeah, absolutely. It definitely drives, I think, productivity for the individuals, but also job satisfaction and yep. you know what they ultimately go home with at the end yep. of each day um, as a result of you know their contribution, which is really really important. Well, I think that everybody's got uh, you know the daily grind in their lives, right? Of so, course. so if if the idea was to always try and build um, a culture and a business where um, people could you know go through the doors of the of the office yes. and feel like, yes, I've got this and I really want to make this the best day I possibly can. Yes. If we if we sort of succeed in that, then then I think we're we're doing okay. Tell that is a, a, a something that I feel when I come into your business. I see the, you know, the integrity in the individuals, the experience in the individuals, the passion of being in the care industry, but equally um, a very high level of trust and engagement to do their job well you know they have um yeah that they they have they 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 operate in their own areas of specialization and and functionality and they they just have this sense of um purpose which i think is a challenge for a lot of businesses is there something that where, where does that come from like is i know that's hard to put your finger on but you know, is that a ra- a being deliberate around the type of individuals that you've brought into the business that now lead the organisation in those particular remits, or is that is that something else that you're doing? Uh, great question. So I think that um, uh, initially, probably in the first few years um, of the businesses, um, I had a I probably had a thought that I I wanted to bring people in from um, from different uh, sectors. That weren't necessarily um, ingrained in this is the way we do things. Um, so, you know, I think that that was a, a positive um, step forward. Yes. Um, so it's perspective that's allowing that to happen. Different yeah, perspectives. Yeah. Yes. A hundred percent. And you're getting different perspectives from different industries coming into a new one. Yes. Um, but I also think that the other part to all of this is you know being able to have. Um, and because they've got those different perspectives, is also to have a, um, a, a safe space where yeah. they can, you know, learn and fail and um, and you know and and then you know progress even further, you know, from learnings. those learnings. We call them learnings. Learnings. There's never a fail, <laughs> and it is. Like we it. we do we learn we do learn from some of the mistakes that we've made. But I think business needs to allow people to make those mistakes yeah. so that they can actually progress to the next, you know, the next best thing, which is amazing. And I'm also fascinated that I know you're an entrepreneur and you, you know, seize the moment and, and the opportunity, but I am fascinated with what you're doing around the care ecosystem and technology platform that you're bringing to life that is going to totally revolutionise the way 
um, we interact in this space and that's all I'm going to say because I know that this is your <laughs> gig, right? But where do you see technology leading us in terms of the way that we interact and lead people in the future? Uh, I don't know how to answer that necessarily. I mean, I think that the technology has is, is without question, as we all know, I mean, it plays a massive part in any, in any business. Yes. Um, you know, you know, who would have thought, um, you know, uh, pre-COVID that we would all be doing, you know, virtual um, appointments with our GP? I know. Right. So, and and now it's a, uh, it's you know, it's normal. Everybody feels right. comfortable with it. So, yes. To answer your question, I don't know. Are we going to have robots caring for us? I don't know. Not in the next ten years, but um, okay. Uh, but we just really don't know where it's going at this particular point. Yeah, you know, I still think that that human human to human connection is really, really, really critical. I am so glad you said that. So <laughs> AI is not going to take over the world. Well, I don't know about the world, but <laughs> maybe not the care space <laughs> just yet. Until in closing. If there's one last thing that you wanted to leave with, you know, whoever's listening to our podcast today, from a leadership perspective, what's what's been your, your biggest learning? Um, I, I think it's about – it's really about, um, you know, and, and I, it's been said before, you know, I think you've got to employ and, and get, get, get the best people around you possible. Yeah. Um, and support them, get out of their way. Right, to oh, do definitely what, you know what they are, are really great at um, and make sure that you know from a from a personal perspective their cup gets filled yeah um, you know I think that you know do they absolutely will love what they do yes um, do they believe deeply in in what's uh, what the vision of the business is yes um, and as I said you know as I said before do they feel safe yeah um, that's Amazing. that's that's the for, for for us anyway, I think that's the, um, the way we try and lead our people. Our, our industry in, you know, the recruitment and HR, outsourcing and consulting world is actually a care industry and yeah. I am so privileged to get the opportunity to work with your businesses, Tal, in the care sector and I love the work that you're doing. I love the people you've got in your business and equally um, I just wish you all the success because I know under your leadership – um, the business is just going to go from strength to strength. So thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please like and subscribe and follow our socials to stay up to date. See you next time.